Hey guys, and welcome back to The Natty Scene with your host, AJ Morris. And today, we are very, very excited to, to be joined by an awesome guest in the form of Damien Lees. Now, Damien is a WMBF pro natural bodybuilder. He turned pro in 2015, um, and he's been competing for, for a long, long period of time. Um, so, so he has years of experience, not only as a bodybuilder himself, but also as a coach for his coaching company, coaching both sort of general population clients, and but also lots of competitive bodybuilders, and, and namely a lot of competitive bodybuilders that are stepping on stage in the in the UK DFBA, which is a, a very well-known bodybuilding association in the, in the UK, uh, if not one of the best natural federations in the UK, for sure. Uh, the only way as well, the only way to achieve uh, your WMBF pro status in the UK is through the the UK DFBA, which uh, which is pretty cool because the WMBF, if if you look at it and you look at the possibilities of competing, and also if you definitely look at the standards of the caliber of athletes at the World Finals, I think you could quite easily argue that the WMBF is one of the most competitive natural federations in in the world. Um, so to be a pro in that federation is is something of a of a, a huge feat for sure. So we, we've got Damien, to, Damien on today, not only to to sort of give Damien a bit of a a, a, a bit of a, a chance to share his story with the audience that that follows him, uh, but also obviously my audience and anyone that follows the Natty scene. Uh, I very much want to sort of introduce Damien to to you guys and have you following him moving forward. Uh, so we're going to talk through sort of Damien's journey to to the bodybuilding stage, how he turned pro, and then we're also going to catch up a little bit with Damien with regards to his prep this year, because as you can see by the the sunken look on Damien's face, he is he is very much in in, in the midst of his contest prep this year for for the uh, the UK and also the WMBF Worlds later into the year. So he's uh, he's got some tough competitions coming up this year for sure, and I'm, I'm sure he will be bringing it. So we'll, we'll catch up with his prep, how it's gone, and, and any sort of differences that have changed throughout the years with regards to his preparation. So Damien, thank you very much for, for coming on. How are you today, and uh, how are things going sort of re really recently with things? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Thanks, AJ. Uh, thanks very much, firstly, uh, for having me on, on today. Uh, it's an honor to be on there, and uh, I'm just glad to, to, to talk bodybuilding, to talk shop, really. Yeah. Uh, so things are going well. Um, good, good, good. Yeah, I can't good. complain, really. Wicked. Awesome stuff. So, so Damien, first things first, I know your story is, is very long and in-depth, in and, and we, we've got lots of things to talk about. So I think for, for the listeners, there'll be very much interested into sort of how you found the sport of bodybuilding so to sort of talk us through your younger years and and how you essentially found the gym and then obviously uh, did your first show and, and found bodybuilding sure yeah um well i started off um I, I started i was introduced to a gym first of all uh when i was around about 15 years old uh, my stepdad at the time he, he he just basically took me to a local gym once a week and we just sort of like tinkered on uh, a full body workout um so we just really messed around on the equipment and um but as soon as i stepped in the gym it was kind of like i love the atmosphere i mean back in those days it was like an old old school type of, of gyms you know uh, they were the norm back in those days mm -hmm. and um 
I decided then from there just to join up a, a local gym. There were basically two local gyms at the time uh, called uh, Silver's Gym on Silver Street and Derby's uh, on Derby Street. And uh, those both those gyms, they weren't exactly a rivalry, but they were both bodybuilders who were competing uh, out of both gyms, basically. Uh, and they were going from sort of like uh, teenagers right up to, um, you know, masters um, from there. And as soon as I stepped foot in the gym, it was like these, uh, one was a basement gym and the other one was the opposite where you had to walk up the steps, like a mill type of gym. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you walked in, the, the, you could just sense the atmosphere. You could hear the, the clanging of the iron, all the metal plates and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the guys were there training the vests and up on the wall, there was like uh, photographs of guys competing, all the local guys. Uh, there was like uh, trophy cabinets, you know, everything. It was just so inspiring just to walk in there, even not being a bodybuilder sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and back in those days as well, it was like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone sort of like were, were, the, were the main characters in the, the, the action movies. And I always liked their physiques and aspired to look like them. And I thought, right, well, I better make a start sort of thing uh, doing it. Sure. So basically, uh, I started training uh, at both gyms pretty much. Uh, just tinkering around. I, I didn't know what I was doing whatsoever. Um, I didn't have a, a, a physique or anything like that. And uh, just briefly stepping back, I mean, I had, I was always split, played sports at school, uh, sort of like football and basketball. I was in the basketball team, football team, things like that, swimming team. But I never actually had a, a physique, really. I, was, I wasn't fat, but I wasn't sort of like lean neither with a six-pack or anything like that. Um, did, you, was... did you enjoy team sports, Damien, or did you find it quite annoying to be as part of a team? Did you ever get annoyed with your teammates and think like, why aren't you working as hard as me type thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. I um so from from joining the gym uh basically uh I, I, then i could just choose my own path sort of thing um and when i joined was a lot of high school um and i actually quit the basketball team because i enjoyed the weight training so much um mm. and my games teacher at the time he just couldn't comprehend uh, what i was doing and he was like why are you quitting and things like that um anyway just come back to the gym um i saw a, a poster for a local show called the mr berry show yeah. and uh there was an under 18 category there and you know i only had what one two months of training under my belt at the time when i saw the poster and i said i said to myself right i, I fancy competing in that because at the time um i mean in, in the local town of bury i kind of knew a lot of people and lads around my age and things like that and i thought to myself as an under 18 there can't be that many guys who've got good physiques at that age you know sort of thing so i thought yeah stuff it why not let's let's do it so I approached the gym owner, uh, Rob Worthington, who's a previous Mr. Universe, British champion. Uh, he's won multiple titles over the years. Um, and I thought he was going to laugh at me, basically, when I approached him. But he says, no, he says, uh, just let me help you. Let me prep you. Sure. Uh, so he said, well, we'll take a look at your physique and I'll show you all the poses and, and things like that. So we got in the studio. He showed me how to pose. Um, and then he gave me this diet and he printed off this diet for me. And it was basically the bland tuna uh cottage cheese rice the, the usual uh bodybuilding meals and i looked at it and i thought god i can't follow this mm-hmm. um i ended up following it for, i think it was for around about a week uh, i got my mum to buy all the food in and things like that i uh, started going on a sunbed and and, and that um and after one week i thought stuff this i'm gonna go back to my mum's cooking um so i didn't really diet for the contest at all um 
but uh, I, I was taught how to train hard uh, from an early age from uh, from Rob. Okay. I mean, at the time, I mean, Rob's methods uh, now being experienced, uh, I kind of I'll go against that now. But um, it, it was sort of like tons of forced reps, really annihilating the muscle, tons of volume, and I couldn't walk. I couldn't put my arms back or anything like that. <laughs> A good few weeks, and a few of the older guys at the gym, they were sort of like, uh, sort of like having a laugh at me, sort of thing. Uh, but you know, they, they sort of like welcomed me into the to the group, sort of thing. And uh, work ethic, I suppose. They, they did really, yeah. yeah. And even though I didn't have a physique at the time, uh, and all them guys did, they, they saw the work I put in, and they sort of like just welcomed me, really. Absolutely. Um, so that's when I decided to enter me uh, my first bodybuilding show, which was in uh, 1992. Um, wow. in, in September I think it was yes it was the end of August because I remember it was the weekend before going back to my last year of high school uh-huh, yeah uh, okay. I remember that well um so then um I entered the show I literally uh, I held at a local nightclub show. Um, I decided uh, registering and everything like that. Got backstage and then I saw these guys uh, pumping up and I thought, God, they've got really, really good physiques. And I looked at them and I thought, they're around about my age as well. And I just couldn't believe it. I thought, they can't look like that at my age, you know what I mean? Uh, and there was like a little film crew as well who was videoing it. And uh, they said, oh, can we interview and things like that. I was like really nervous. I was really shy back then. I was, I mean, I'm still quite introverted, but um, back then I was, I was quite shy. Yeah. Um, so I was interviewed. I was like, oh yeah, I've been training for a few months, and I'm only 15, and this and that sort of thing, you know. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, I ended up uh, competing um, against. Uh, I think there was four other guys, uh, and I came dead last uh, in the contest. But uh, from there, I absolutely loved it. Um, I got a buzz from the contest. Um, I got to know a few of the, the guys um, who was competing in my class as well. Nice. Uh, guy who won the classes in under 18. The previous year, he actually came dead last as well because he was so out of shape. Uh, but this time, he dieted properly. He got shredded, uh, won the class quite convincingly. And he later, years later, became uh, Mr. I think he won the Mr. UK and a Mr. Universe and wow. as well. As- um, he's retired from competing now, but I'm still friends with him. Um, Amazing. It is, yeah, yeah. So we, we go back a long way. Um, and then, anyway, uh, from there, I just sort of like, uh, I thought, right, I need to start sort of like eating a little bit better now. And I came back the year after and I got third. And I just improved my physique a lot more. Sure. Um, and from then, around that time, there was the old, uh, you probably remember it's before your time, but it was uh, Latham's Gym used to put on loads of shows around the country. Okay. And they were like sort of like grassroots bodybuilding. Um, and they had a, a 14 to 16 year old class as well. Uh, so I thought, right, let's enter them. Um, so I entered like a circuits of shows and things like that. Um, again, I didn't sort of like, I didn't start winning shows or doing that well because I still. I still didn't have the muscle or sort of like um, got the diet bang on because I just couldn't couldn't diet strict enough really. I had too much of a sweet tooth. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, back then, I mean, it, it, it was really, really, um, I would say, I wouldn't say maybe, maybe the best days um, sort of like getting into the sport and it, everything was just such a buzz and, you know, there was no internet back then and um, it was just a great era to sort of like get into bodybuilding really and um, not many people. People know this, but that's where I met Lee Kemp. Um, oh, wow. It was both. It was a show in Pudsey, okay. 
Okay. And um, was both in the 14, 16 year old class. There was about 10, 10 guys in our lineup. We couldn't believe it. And um, I think I ended up placing fifth, and then Lee came, came about seventh or eighth. Okay. Uh, and that's where me, me and Lee first met as well. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. It's, so you go back you a go... long way with Lee, yeah? Long time, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, for the listeners, Lee is the, um, the, 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 the guy that runs the UK DFBA, correct? With that's Amy, right, of course, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, go back a long way. Um, so then uh, fast forward to sort of like a few years on, um, yeah. I sort of like just started getting more serious with the diet and the training. Um, and then I won a couple of shows, nothing nothing major, um, but I still couldn't get my diet right. I mean, okay. um, I used to have full cheat days from sort of like, you know, one minute past midnight to straight away to sort of like just before midnight. And were you having I, I, help at this point with anyone? Like, was anyone helping with your diet? Or, or yeah, where, where where did you where, where did you like it? Apart from obviously any sort of coaches that you had, mm. where could you learn from at this point in time? Like, were there forums that you were reading? Were were there magazines? Like, could you learn anything? Because obviously nowadays, you know, you you can literally pick up your phone scroll through facebook and probably learn something about diet yeah. and training like straight away it's amazing exactly yeah um, yeah and the, the the advancement of education is probably huge right um exactly so, yeah, so, so, yeah. so where where did you did you did you learn anything from anywhere or, or was it more so just sort of in the gyms in in the gyms yeah, yeah. Uh, like i said my mentor at the time was rob, rob worthington yeah. uh some of it back then was sort of like a bit of bro science as you call it now um okay. And you know, I mean, Rob as well. When he when he looked at my physique, he was like pinching my skin. He was like, "Are you sure you're not cheating on your diet?" Sort of thing. And I was like, "No, no, no, I've not had anything." And then my, my friends were, were trying to help me out. And I remember one day actually, um, I could go on forever about stories from from the past and everything. But um, one of my training partners actually rang me up the following day, and he said, uh, "He said you've been spotted yesterday." I said, "What do you mean?" He said. Uh, he says, um, "You've someone told me that you was uh, in McDonald's at, for lunch, and then he said, and what about uh, in Mr. Pizza in the evening?" I went, so I went mad at him. Then I was, you know, I, back then I was sort of like twenty years old. I was sort of like, you know, uh, short fuse and things like that. Sure. And uh, I said, right, I said, uh, have you got your spies on me, sort of thing, you know? And um, it was just because because it was a local town of Bury. I was literally, and I had to hold my hands up and said, "Yeah, well, I had McDonald's and then." At night, I'd missed the full pizza and things like that. Um, so I, I just couldn't really. Uh, I just had a, too much of a sweet tooth and just couldn't stick to a diet properly for Good sort idea. of like seven days a week. Yeah. yeah. Back then as well, it was literally like two chicken breasts with a big serving of rice each meal or potato. So you, you weren't really counting calories properly or anything like that. You were just literally eating clean. Yeah. Uh, yes. Assuming you'll you'll sort of like get ripped from that and you just eat less. Off. Exactly, yeah. So I still lost body fat, but I, I just didn't get in the condition um, I needed to, really, uh, to, to to succeed and to do well. But the training side, I, th I think uh, I got it spot on. And I, I could always train hard enough. It was just a case of getting the nutrition together, really. So fast-forwarding uh, fast a bit, Lee, uh, Damien, like when... When was it that the, that the switch was flicked and you realized suddenly, okay, this is something that is going to take my physique to the next level in terms of nutrition? When, yeah. what, what year was that? And, and when did you really come back to the stage and, and really have a, what you would deem as a, a successful bodybuilding prep? 
Sure. Uh, I think uh, just before I took a long layoff, it was 1999 where I, I literally came back from a lad's holiday in Benidorm and I was six weeks out from a contest, uh, a junior contest. Um, and then it was Lee Kemp who, who actually prepped me. And, and I went down oh, to, wow. um, I think I went down to around about 60 grams of carbs a day. I had to lose quite a bit of weight and uh, around about an hour, an hour and a half cardio a day. So I had a, quite a bit to lose in the last six weeks. Um cool. But I just turned the switch on, really. Uh, and that's when I kind of, to be honest, I, I didn't get shredded, I, I, but I got in the best condition around that time, which I could have done, really. Um, I mean, I'm probably in better condition now than I was on stage back then. Um, but more food, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot more food as well. Uh, so it was then I thought, kind of like thought, right, yeah, I, I can kind of 90% kind of commit now sort of thing um and then what happened then is uh after i competed i mean i won i won the junior uh mr wales but there was only two in two in the lineup so the other guy was he was quite bigger than me but he didn't have my condition okay um and then from there um i won uh, i went sorry i didn't win i went over to i got him back to the worlds because at the time there's a guy called dennis stallard who stannard i think he's called who has actually competed on stage at the the NABBA universe and things like that in the past? And I think he, I think he were friends with Arnold and Bill Pearl and things like that back it wow. back in the old days. And he said, "I want to invite you to the World Championships." And then when I got there, we just like I think there was about twelve in my lineup, and the guys were monsters. And I think I, I maybe placed about tenth, something like that. I might have beat two guys who were smoother me, but they were monsters. Yeah. Uh, but then falling from there, uh, I think it because. Because I was so obsessed with the bodybuilding from a young age, I think I just grew out of it at the time. Um, I kind of like fell out of love um, with the whole sport, really, uh, to a point where I just kind of like just quit bodybuilding completely. Wow. Um, I, I, I still kind of train with the weights. Um, I took up Thai boxing uh, for quite a number of years. So actually, I had uh, from uh, 19, I think year 2000 up until 2007 off completely uh, from bodybuilding. So um, it was only in 2007, uh, just getting back to, you, to your question, where that was where everything to, came together, where I, I finally nailed my condition uh, in 2007, and that was for the uh, BMBF Northern Show. Uh, sorry, you, 2009 it was. Did you do your diet for that one, or did you have did you have some help for that? I had a prep coach. Uh, basically, in, in 2007, uh, I just went to watch a friend, uh, Christian Bulger, uh, do the BMBF uh, novice category. Okay. Uh, and as soon as I watched the show, it, that was it. It was just light bulb went off again. I was like, wow, what have I missed sort of thing. Um, and it just gave me incentive to get back into bodybuilding. Yeah. So then I gave myself um, sort of like a year and a half, basically, to, to have a really good off-season, yeah. get my eating right, get on my training back on again, quit the Thai boxing, quit all the fluff stuff, you know, the, the fitness stuff and everything like that, and just concentrate purely on, on the bodybuilding. Um, and then back in uh, 2009, I was I think I was 31, 32 at the time, um, and then I, I approached uh, Paul Booth in uh, Evolution Gym. He owned the gym with John Hudson at the time. Okay. Uh, and I said, well, will you prep me? Um, so he, he prepped me. Uh, we did, I think it was an 18-week prep. Um, and then it was only up until we got to about six or seven weeks out where I had to lose, um, I think it was about 16 pounds, 17 pounds. Uh, and at the time as well, I remember attending one of the, the local BMBF clubs. And um, I remember seeing the other guys as well who was in my category. And they were all in really good shape. And um, then I was ready to quit. 
Uh, I came home. Said to, I said to me, uh, me now wife, girlfriend at the time. I said they're all in good shape. I said I'm not sure if I can make it in time, sort of thing. And um, I remember saying, right, you know, I, I think I'm, I have to really sort of like think about this, whether I want to compete again, really. Yeah. Uh, so I sort of like got my ass in gear. I spoke to Paul. He changed my diet uh, around for the final six weeks, and uh, I managed to drop um about 16 pounds it would have been i think i'm losing like about three pound a week something like that yeah uh, but it did the trick because i i got really shredded but i was flat as a pancake i went down to again about 50 grams of carbs two hours of cardio a day on on the white fish veg oh. uh, i mean no no uh disrespect to paul at all because at the time where i was you know we needed to do more what we needed to do do what uh, needed to be done really mm-hmm. uh, but then when I got to the venue uh, and, and we were getting backstage, there were 16 in the class at the novices. Crazy. Back then, there was some uh, weight categories yeah, uh, for novice. Yeah. And I remember sort of like thinking, wow, these guys are, are all bigger than me sort of thing. But once we started pumping up uh, and I saw how smooth some of the guys were as well, and I thought, actually, I might I might be in the mix here. So first Kellark came, I was right in the center. So the usual scenario, you think, actually, oh, this is giving me good confidence, this, you know. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to the night show and everything like that, and I end up winning the class uh, and getting a British invite, uh, and then actually getting uh, second at the British final that year as well. Uh, so then that was when, right, yeah, sort of like uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've actually achieved more than I expected to at the time because I just wanted to get back on stage, just see what kind of shape I could, I was capable of getting in, and maybe see if I can do all right. Uh, I had no sort of like aspirations of uh winning uk titles turning pro or going to the world anything like that it was just sort of like novice level just see how i can get on with it really yeah, yeah i mean I, listening to some of the diets you've done damien like would you say that the previous diets and the way that you've had to really really push in some phases would you say that that's built upon some sort of mental fortitude that now when you're in those last phases of prep and you look at your calories and you're like, well, they're actually still higher than I was when I was here or I'm still doing yeah. less expenditure than I was here. Do you think that that really, really helped you in terms of opening up your eyes to what you can actually push your body to be able to do? Um, and yeah. do you think that that's probably helped you get into into the caliber of condition required for, for that sort of pro card? I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think at the time going sort of like that that deep in prep mentally prepares you for it. And I remember being on that low carb sort of like bit feeling like lightheaded, you know, the usual feeling yeah. from low carbs, which wasn't optimal at all at the time. But it, it did the trick on getting the condition uh, just without the, the fullness, really, sort of thing. And uh, for, for that level at the time, it was enough uh, for me to do well in competition. But then, as you know, when you sort of like move up your categories, you know, you've you got to bring more then. You've got to bring more muscle, more fullness, yeah. uh, things like that, really. But I think it, in comparison now, I mean, this prep, what I'm doing now, uh, I mean, it's going to get harder. It's going to get more deep. I'll be getting to that dark place, so to speak, when I, when I get closer. But it's an absolute doddle compared to back in 2009, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely less extreme. Yeah. crazy 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 i think you know that 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 sort of proves that like you know when you go through harder times for for me i think you know whilst i haven't i haven't luckily throughout my preps i've been in sort of this luckily in an educated environment to the point where most of my preps have been what you look at what you look upon as sustainable or at least or at least sustainable from a from a mental aspect at least you can push through it and still come mm. out the other end without 
being absolutely <laughs> in the in the gutters, damaged um, with regards to metabolism, etc. So, I, I I feel like the majority of my mental fortitude was actually built last year in my off season when I got a few injuries that literally like put me out of sessions for like w- like weeks. I had to take like weeks and weeks and weeks off the gym, and that was more painful for me to actually go through than any sort of real like diet like so i i love training so much that not being able to train and being unsure as to what my injury was and how to deal with it that was more like that was harder for me to go through than just a like a diet like every time i wake up at the moment i'm like or at least i can train and at least i'm healthy you know like not being healthy for me is like the thing that builds mental fortitude um or at least not being able to train because like, i could just go insane and i'm sure so many bodybuilders can relate to that when when you're told not to train by your by your doctor who knows exactly yeah. what, what what's wrong with you you know that's um that's horrible so yeah i think mental fortitude is a is a big thing that's like hot uh, it's overlooked in bodybuilding like i think the bet the people who get into the best condition it's more so you get to a point in prep where you or at least for me it's like the hunger doesn't really bother you that much anymore it's you, you just sort of get used to the hunger it's more yeah, so it, it's more so like just you you want a little bit more energy and if you can mentally battle through the lack of energy and the fatigue like you can you can get to places where people other people will back out um yeah so yeah really interesting that now moving a little bit more recent so you won your pro card in 2015 and um that was that was obviously one of one of the the biggest achievements probably as of late in your in your career in natural bodybuilding so so what what did that prep look like comparative to to the ones that you'd done in the past and and was Mm. there anything that really sort of that that you were in in 2015 in that year because i know that obviously knowing you and and having previous chats that you'd come pretty close in the past Mm. so what was it that sort of happened in 2015 where all the stars aligned and and you really got to obviously achieve that goal Yep. Well, um, in, in previous years, I, I, I competed uh, 2013, 2014, and then 2015, because in 2013, uh, when, when I won the UK, I was then invited to the Worlds. Yes. Um, and then it was that that was my first attempt, really. But at the time, it was uh, I was just happy to be there and maybe crack the top five. Um, and then when, when I ended up getting second and a close second uh, to the eventual winner, um, I thought actually, you know, I'm, I'm sort of maybe I'm better than I think I am here uh, for that for that class. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and if I would have got like, sort of like fourth or fifth, I think I would have took a year out and then come back, you know, the following year. But because I got so close, I thought, well, I'm getting older now. Um, so you know, a lot, a lot of the, these guys coming up through the ranks, they're all in their twenties and that, and I'm sort of like pushing forty. So I thought, right, well, let's have another crack uh, the following year. And uh, the following year, I got second again. Um, and from the feedback I got, it, it, it sort of like uh, the guy who I beat the previous year then won won the class. And yeah. um, the feedback was is that 
a lot of people because he looked worse that uh, that year. I, I should have won it, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's a judge's opinion, and you know, there was I think there was about twelve in the lineup, and you know, he, he beat me, simple as that. Um, so then I had to make a decision then whether to sort of like think stuff it, you know, like, I've had enough of it now, sort of thing. Uh, I don't want to put myself through another prep. Or shall I come back again and for the third time just to try and uh, win the class? Because I think for for me, uh, it wasn't necessarily a world title, but it was actually getting the pro card, which was sort of like, for me, a, a massive, massive achievement sort of thing. Because, uh, I mean, in America, it's when you're in America, it's easy to get a pro card, whereas when you're in the UK, first of all, you've got to win the UK title, so get difficult. on the team. Yeah. It is. It's more difficult. Get on the team, and then to get your pro car, you've got to win, win your class at the Worlds. Plus, there's got to be so many people in the class as well. Uh, so I thought, so my, my off season was relatively short, having uh, competed three years uh, on on the trot. So I didn't have as much body fat to lose in comparison with taking a full year off. Mm. Um, but my, my prep was my prep was still about five. I think it was about four and a half months before um, the UK because I, I wanted to win the UK title as well for the three for the third time. Uh, so in 2015, I think I did a four and a half month prep, maybe five months, and then it ended up being a six month prep, just a bit longer for the worlds. Um, so I, th- I think getting in good condition for the UK. But not razor razor sharp uh, because I know my quads uh, and, and glutes were a little bit smooth for that show. But I think the extra dieting time, I just started getting even grainier and harder for the extra dieting. Did your scale uh-huh. weight change much when you were getting sort of harder and grainier? Because like I've seen this in a few competitors where scale weight doesn't seem to actually change, but mm. just being in a what you would call a net deficit for that just that little bit more time. The physique mm-hmm. changes, but no, like hardly any scale weight drops. Like, I don't, I don't know yeah. how that's explainable, but it happens, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it changed. I think it literally changed around about two pounds. So uh, I think the lowest I got to was around about one one six two one six three uh, pounds, which is very light. Yeah, uh, that was light. my lowest. And that was like wait first thing in the morning without water, etc. Cool. Um, and then for the UK, I dehydrated just to make the lightweight class really, which was under seventy-five kilos, uh, okay. under sixty-five pound. So yeah, it, it, it was really weird because um, you know I started getting that really hard graininess in the, in the glutes and the quads in particular, um, and everywhere else just just from that extra you know couple of pounds, and that was it. And that extra six week of dieting time, uh, really weird. And I even, I remember after the UK show, I even um, took the Monday off the diet completely and I sort of like went out uh, and had about three or four relaxed meals of whatever I wanted and it was back on the diet. And even... Mr. Pizza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my have risen. It's like more, more upscale than Mr. Pizza kebab out. Uh, yeah. Um, having a day off the diet and then refreshed mentally for the world then. Uh, and then by weekend, the, the, I was back to condition from the UK and I just got harder and harder and harder. Um, prep was still really tough towards the end because I remember um, going as low as 150 carbs uh, per day, raising my fat up, but my cardio dropped down a lot as well. I was only doing, I think, two or three hit sessions and then a couple of steady state tops. Uh, I think it might have been one or two steady state because I was already in shape. It was a case of muscle retention really, you know. Are you a fan of hit? Have you used hit in most of your preps? Uh, not all of them, no. I mean, I'm using it on this prep and I've used it on the last one. Um, I think if you use it quite sparingly, it's okay. But 
hit if you're doing it properly it does really wipe you out um, taps into your recovery right it does yeah, yeah. absolutely uh so it, it's a fine line with hit in my opinion uh so okay. at the moment i'm only doing two hit sessions a, a week but that may reduce down um as i get a bit bit closer yeah. really okay that makes sense Yep. So, uh, regards to that prep back then, um, I mean, it was a, still a really tough prep, um, but I think it was just the the length of time on the diet really, just to get that pro level conditioning really, mm. which um, which which did the trick, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, obviously, how 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 was that feeling like when you actually achieved obviously the pro card status? How how did you feel? And did you did I mean? I tend to after a show obviously you put so much effort and time into it for one day and then when you actually achieve it sometimes I don't know sometimes I get out of shows where I've come second or third and had like come short on the goal of winning and mm -hmm. I felt more motivated after that and I felt right. more fired up how did sure. you how did you feel after winning obviously you have this elation and then yeah. did you feel like a maybe like a slight drop in adrenaline and like a slight slump or were you just on this huge high? I, I was absolutely buzzing to be yeah. honest with you. Um, I mean, <laughs> when they announced after, so I, at the time I think it was a pre, yeah it was a prejudging night show combined. So we actually got uh, got the show on the Friday night. Um, okay. And I remember so like going through the judge and then going backstage to get ready to do routines and then. You know, I remember Lee Kemp saying to me, you know, he said, I think you've got this now. He says, your condition is just standing out. And he okay. said, but let, let, let's not get our hopes up sort of thing, you know. And then when they announced that, the, the, you know, the final placings, and then then the, as soon as they announced second place, which was Ken Busa from Switzerland, uh, and I was like, it, it just, it, it was kind of like, I think I was thinking to myself before they announced second, or oh, is it going to, I'm going to be second again sort of thing. But as soon as they asked me the winner, that was like, wow, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. I think what topped it off as well, uh, my mum and dad were there at the show as well in America. Oh, awesome. uh, it was in Atlantic City. Uh, my wife was there, uh, my, my, a couple of my friends, my, my clients as well. So, it, it, And obviously Team UK and everyone. And it was just like a really good, brilliant family atmosphere. Um, it, it was just like a feeling feel of pure elation, really. Um, and then after that, um, I went into the overall. And then I got second in the overall to uh, Nigel St. Louis. So he ended up winning the overall, um, but because I got second, they still awarded me the pro card because what what, what was happening uh, in my class, they were saying that you have to play second in the overall now. The, the top two get the pro cards, uh, unless there's like a massive lineup. So I was like, "All oh, right, so I've won I've won my class, but I'm not a pro yet then. Fuck. Uh, oh my God. So I was like, I said, ah, well, I'll, I'll take it. I'm in the best shape anyway, who gives a shit sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I got second in the overall. So it was like, right, you, uh, you got your pro card now. God. So I was like, right, brilliant. Um, and then the following day, I competed with the, the pros, um, which was awesome. It, it was just unbelievable. And the, the, st the standard when you get backstage, it's just, you, you see all the pros getting ready. And there was Cleveland Thomas pumping up and Brown Whitaker, um, Siobhan Cunningham, um, it, it was just amazing just to see these does, guys up close. How does Brian look up close? 
Believe it or not, he, he, he doesn't look that that big. I mean, uh, I'm friends with Brian, and so we had a good chat and everything like that. And you can see his conditioning through, but it's only when he's, he's under them lights where he's like, wow, he just transforms. It's an illusion, right? It, it is really. I mean, Cleveland Thomas, I, I, I felt skinny stood next to him. <laughs> uh, speaking to Cleveland, he gave me a complete, he said I was shredded and things like that. But I was just looking at the size of him because uh, what happened, what I thought I would have been in the lightweight pros. Okay. But literally, there's a two-pound cutoff. Because what they do is they, they weigh all the pros and then they split into three weight classes. Ah. So I got moved up to the middleweight where I was giving away about, I think it was about up to 18 pounds. Oh, Jesus. Right. Weight. Uh, Siobhan actually got uh, pushed to the heavyweight class and he was literally a pound or two above the weight, uh, middleweight limit. Um, still so I was it, though, like, didn't he? I think that year, didn't he? Yeah, he still yes, won. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was him, uh, Cleveland and Brian in, in, in the overall. overall yeah. Um, so, uh, but just to just to get on that stage and sort of like uh, compete w- with the pros, I mean, I think there was about, I think there was thirteen or fourteen middleweights, um, and I ended up placing eighth. So I was around about mid range, which I was happy with. Um, and the, the first callouts I remember in the cemetery round, I was in the top five towards the centre because the way they do it at, at, at the Worlds in WMBF, they actually. They keep you all on one line, but then they juggle around. So the closer you are to the centre, usually the higher you're sort of like up there with the placing. So I was towards the centre to begin with, and then I was sort of like mid-range to sort of like, but I wasn't at the end. So I thought, actually, I'm I'm, I'm kind of doing all right here. I'm sort of like placing mid-range, and I did do. Uh, and then be announced on the board later on who placed the top five, and my number wasn't up, but I didn't expect it to be, to be honest with you. Uh, but I got eighth, uh, and I, w- I was pleased with that. Uh, I was just happy to to just be be a WMBF pro now yeah. and uh, sort of like I achieved me sort of like my my goal at the time, really. Cool. Yeah, no, amazing. No, that was a, such a huge achievement, and like you said, obviously with the UK DFBA being such a cool federation and taking a, a lovely team of individuals out there like you feel like a you feel like a family like you feel like when you achieve and i remember i remember watching some clips because obviously i had i had a client in the in the form of marcus out there in the, yeah, the marcus, junior yeah, category yeah. and uh, i just remember seeing clips that he was sending me and everyone was shouting team uk and like you had all this support so i can imagine that was just such an awesome experience so yeah. Moving moving into this year and obviously coming back onto the stage and, and prepping this year, just 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 to give us a general roundup, sort of where did you when did you start your prep? Um, how sort of fluid has it gone so far? Have you encountered any issues? Um, and yeah, just give us sort of a brief roundup as to how prep is going so far. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I started prep literally in in January, so it's been a really really long prep. Wow. Okay. But I, I was quite heavy. I was uh, 14 stone 12, which is, what, 200 and, God, I was about 208 pounds, something like that. Is that the heaviest you've got quite recently? Uh, yeah, recently, yeah, because wow. I've had uh, last year off as well, off-season. So the, the longer off-season I have, uh, it's easy for me to put weight on. Um, so, But the shape I was in, I mean, I, I wasn't, uh, I was full bulk sort of thing, but I wasn't I wasn't fat. Um okay. And I was lifting some good numbers the weights wise, so I was like, I was looking forward to just you know shedding the fat and just see what what, what would be revealed sort of yeah. thing. Because um, it's the first time for years I've had a full over a year off season sort of thing. Uh, so I started dieting in January, just basically just cutting calories a little bit, no cardio or anything like that, and then just slowly coming down in body weight. Really, do you have uh, a preference? Are you like a higher carb guy? Do you prefer to keep carbs high, fat lower? 
what's your sort of general preference to nutrition as you're coming down in body weight yep uh pre- preference uh, carbs as high as possible uh fat fat low and protein moderate to high really uh so i started off uh, my diet was around about 3200 calories so i was on about 450 carbs something like that uh, per day um and then all all i did is just cut back a little bit um on the carbs um a little bit on the fat intake because my my fat intake was around about 80 90 grams Uh, so that was just slowly reduced down um i had had things like um off track meals obviously call it cheap meal um on my birthday because it was my 40th in february so i thought right well i'm I'm not going to be dieting on my 40th so Mm -hmm. had a couple of drinks so i've had plenty of uh off meals as well but the the closer i get to the show then it gets a bit more tighter where i turn it more into sort of like uh cleaner foods it's it's the same kind of foods but higher carb days really um so at the moment i'm on uh 2250 calories so i've come down in calories quite a bit um i'm on carbs are relatively high for me personally Uh, i'm on about 280 grams of carbs a day now uh 210 protein and about 45 fat yeah. Um, which uh, I'm in a really good position at the moment because I'm only, I would say maybe, at a guess, about six pound off contest shape. Um, but I'm in a better position than I was last time. Uh, I'm heavier and I think I'm a bit bit more improved and bigger as well. But until I'm right right down to the, the graininess and the, the condition, that that's when I'll truly know my improvements really. But um, for, from a few of my shots when I've uh, sort of like looked on from progress, um, I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm bigger this time. Uh, yeah. which I need to be really at the at pro level. And, so. and do, you, do you find, obviously, with these last six pounds that have got to come off, do, do, do you find usually you have to dig quite low in terms of calorie intake and, and expenditure to get those last bits off before you can start maybe uh, slowly incrementing up your food again? Or, you know, do you yeah. think that you'll be able to get there on decent food? Like, how does the last stages sort of look for you? Well, the last few weeks, uh, well, since I made the change to that, um, I've basically, I've been losing between pound, pound and a half a week anyway. So um, as as far as I'm concerned, if I can keep losing that little bit and getting that little bit sharper, then I I probably won't change anything. But it's it's always that deadline as well, though, you're looking at, I mean, if I had 16 weeks left, you know, I'll be throwing in lots of refeeds and things like that, or raising my my calories up a little bit and just, just you know, working at a snail's pace, really. But when you look at, because it's coming up to seven weeks before UK Pro now, and then it's 11 weeks before the Worlds, I'm thinking, right, okay, it's TikTok now. I need to do enough and progress enough each week to get that nearly condition because you could easily sort of like think, right, I'll come in bigger, but you're lacking that sharpness. Uh, So it's sort of like, I know um, the class I'm going into at the UK Pro, um, I think the weight cutoff is... One six five. What I think it's one hundred and seventy pound, which is twelve stone two. I think it is. Okay. Um. So I've got sort of like a five pound, uh, leeway in weight compared to the last time I competed. Because last time I competed, it was like one hundred sixty five pounds was the weight limit for for the I amateurs. See. I see. Um. So this time, uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit bigger, hopefully. But I, I just need to get that condition really. Yeah, absolutely. So, final thing on on sort of diet wise. How, how how do you tend to approach refeeds, Damien? Do you sort of auto-regulate these? Are these things that you'll only throw in when you need it? Like, for example, if your weight drops significantly or you have a, a few training sessions which aren't up to the caliber that you that, that you think was, was good enough, is that how you tend to sort of approach refeeds? 
yeah, it's a combination of things really. Like like you say, it's uh, training and energy levels okay. uh, as well in the gym because obviously performance is so important uh, when you're in the gym because if, if you can keep your performance up and keep up the weights as much as possible, then you, chances are you've got a good chance of retaining the muscle as well. Um, also, with, with, with the refeeds, um, rather than going really super high carb in the past, uh, past few weeks, instead I just did... Um, a 3,000 calorie refeed. So them okay. calories could be from anywhere, really. Nice. So what I've done in the past is uh, I've had, say, a slice of cheesecake, which is higher fat. Um, I've had sort of like a, a homemade burger with with, with chips sort yeah. of thing. So it's naturally raised my carbs, but it's basically a higher carb and higher fat as well. How do you um, find those have worked? Do you, do you sort of like feel any better off of them psychologically or... Is it sort of quite nice to see how your physique looks when you chuck in these these foods that essentially are, are very much like not part of your daily structure? Do you do you find mm. that that creates a look to your physique that might be something that you're like, oh, okay, like this, this, I can respond well to this food. I might use it in a in a show day or a peak week or something like that. Do you find that it gives you some good data? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean. Um... It, I'm, I'm not sure whether or not it's something I'm going to try when I get close to the show or not, but um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it's it's been a nice mental break as well because uh, you know me and my wife have got um, a five month old baby now, uh, Max. Uh, oh, so okay. it's sort of like it's just nice to have that break where you sort of like either going out for a meal or just sort of like doing something in the house and cooking something together. Okay, uh, so yeah. it's just that one meal. It's nice, nice mental break, really. Um, Regards to the way I look from from the meal afterwards or from raising my calories, uh, I think the following day I've I've better pumps in the gym okay. from training and I'm a little bit fuller. Uh, condition doesn't seem to be affected too much really, uh, and I've still been losing off it as well, uh, right. which is good. But I think going forward, uh, as I get closer, I think psychologically. I, I think I'd be better off sticking to the, you know, uh, the same foods I've been dieting on during the week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and maybe perhaps keeping the fat low, but pushing the carbs up as yeah. high as possible instead, really, uh, instead of using things like cheesecake and that. Because um, when you get closer as well, you, you, it's food for fuel, really, you know, rather than sort of like uh, taste. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion anyway you know yeah no no i'd agree obviously the main substrate that we're going to be fueling our sessions with is carbohydrate and if we can have a a, a big influx of that it tends to give us a good few training sessions that are that are productive or at least a little bit less draggy than our previous yeah. ones i know i know for sure i've experimented with with mainly single day refeeds throughout this prep and they've been pretty significantly high carbohydrate and i know that the training session on that day and the training session the day after tend to be very, very, very good. Like yeah, yeah. W walking in, I'll think, oh God, like I don't feel amazing. And then suddenly like you'll just get this uh, surge of energy and weights that previously felt really, really tough actually start moving well. And it just, yeah, pro yeah. just proves how much like, it's weird how much food intake, just like carbohydrate intake just for one day or a brief moment in time has a huge impact on how you feel and how you train, uh, which yeah, is obviously, yeah. you know, we could bang on about nutri like nutrition for ages, but it, it just shows that, you know, you don't, obviously in the past, you've had to diet on a, 
essentially you know like rabbit food towards the end mm. and, and that's not what we want to be on because we yeah. want to maximize training performance we want to maximize muscle retention and that's obviously what what, what you've had to do to take it to the pro level like at the end you're not eating rabbit food you're still eating food and you're yeah, still yeah fuel, exactly. you're still fueling sessions um which is very much important so awesome well damien i think i think we've had a, a superb chat here um obviously updating on on where you're at now and obviously telling uh, but probably what what was only a, a small insight into your into your massive story, but nevertheless a very good one. And I hope that listeners have have enjoyed this one. Um, for sure, if you have guys any questions that you specifically wanted to ask Damien or myself um, about either this podcast or anything that Damien's doing with regards to his prep, just chuck any questions on the uh, on the YouTube comments. Um, and also, if you if you watched this and you've enjoyed it, and you're like listening on mobile or you're watching on your uh, on your uh, laptop, take a take a screenshot and and whack us tag us both in your Instagram stories and let us know what you thought of the podcast because it'd be great to get this one out there because I think it's gonna it's gonna be motivational and uh, have a huge impact on a lot of young bodybuilders coming up looking to potentially get to to where Damien is at now. So. Yes, we will leave it there for today. Damien, have you got sort of anything else that you want to add? Feel free to sort of let people know where you are active on social media with regards to uh, your Instagram, Facebook or whatever. I'll make sure to leave links uh, below, but just just sort of let people know where you put out content and generally where you're most active in terms of social media. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, on Facebook, um, I'm on as, as Damien Lee's, and also my business is Damien Lee's Tele Fitness. So okay. feel feel free to to like my page and follow there. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at uh, Coach Team Lee's. Uh, so I tend to put on all sorts of articles there, uh, useful information as well as uh, personal prep updates, as well as uh, client prep updates as well. Uh, so you can follow me there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my my social media ch- cool. uh, channels. Yeah. And and if people are listening to this and sort of want help with like training and diet, like who who do you generally help and sort of who who can you help? Like, do you help with posing? Do you help with bodybuilding prep? Um, and how can people contact you if they're sort of interested in in your services, Damien? Of course, yeah. Uh, my uh, website is www.damienleestaylorfitness.co.uk. Uh, I help uh, general population clients, uh, fat loss, uh, mainly for men and women of all ages. Um, also do my other percentage of the businesses from contest prep, uh, where basically I, I help all categories uh, from bikini, men's physique, right up to all, all ages, masters, uh, weight classes, that sort of thing. Uh, I do pause intuition as well, uh, and I'll hold local clubs uh, once a month uh, as well. So I do online prep and also face-to-face uh, for people who, who come over. Um, I've been doing that since uh, I started the business in 2011, um, and then from sort of like 2014, I was seriously prepping people. Uh, so we've done, done well all together. Out of 25 shows, we've got 20 class wins and three overalls three best presentations i did some stats the other week you see so just looking at all the shows and the clients how well we've done um so um yeah it's, it's good to look back on uh, a lot of runner-up places are top places so um but yeah pretty good track record altogether um but I, I put all my passion in, into my prep myself into my clients as well so it feeds off uh, to them hopefully 
yeah. as well okay cool amazing now that's um yeah now every every time i see you post about a client I'm always commenting because I think, you know, you're doing a great, like an awesome job. You, you're definitely a role model for me in terms of prep coaching and also just generally like bodybuilding and the way that you approach things. So uh, you've been, yeah, like I said, a huge role model and inspiration for me. And I, I imagine that you are for, for a lot of other people, mate. So yeah, if you, if you, if you guys are interested in, in Damien's services or or you want to sort of hire someone that's got an incredible track record for bodybuilding prep, etc. then make sure to check out his website. Um, we will leave it there for now, guys. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this slightly longer episode of the of the Natty scene. Um, but I, I, I think any guests that are sort of uh, newer to the podcast or at least want to share a, a larger story deserve definitely a, a longer episode. So you've probably expended more calories on your cardio <laughs> session than uh, than usual, um, which is good because you'll be leaner. Um, <laughs> so yeah, guys, thanks very much for listening. Um, give this a like, subscribe for future episodes and thanks again, Damien, for coming on. It's been awesome. Brilliant. Thanks very much, JJ, and all the best for uh, Sunday and the, the finals as well. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks very Thank much. You. Bye. Bye now.